ER Room. Now, here's your host, Edward Reyes. Youngest of the Yacht Club, I got Eddie Reyes, man. How you been, man? I've been good, man. Just doing my thing here, working, doing all this, uh, you know, trying to make it happen. That's that's fire. Lato graduates. That's what we were talking about Lato earlier. Graduate, yeah, 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 and uh, we were on the fathers team. You said. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm 44 now, and I have a 25 year old. So imagine that. I mean, I was uh, 17 when I had my first one. Yeah, me and you were in the same kind of like range, man. I have yeah. a 20 year old, man. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, hey, how's that changed? My biggest thing, especially on Youngest in the Yacht Club. We want to give people the sauce. We want to give them the cheat yeah. codes, right? Because that's what they think. They think that they want the cheat codes. But before we do that, we want to know where does Eddie Reyes actually come from? Like, who is Eddie Reyes? Everybody has the uh, daddy issues. Uh-huh. I'm going to say I have daddy issues, right? Mm. So I think I come from a strong upbringing from my mom and my stepdad that I consider him my actual dad. Awesome. But, you know, because I had a child earlier in life, my wife, also a teenage mom as well. Mm. You know, she changed my life. I was doing stuff, you know, if, if you know Leto, you know yeah. what happens to Leto, right? Yeah. You know, kind of changed my direction there. And when my first daughter was born, it changed my direction. That said, listen. I need to grow up and be a better person because my real dad wasn't the best provider, I guess you would say, mm. to say the least. Or the best influence, baby, too. Oh, not even close. Right, yeah. yeah. Not even close. But, you know, at the same time, that pushed me to do better in life because every time I compare myself, I'm like, all right, do I really want to be like my dad? Mm. Not so much. So, to me, I said, all right, I need to do better than what my dad did. Therefore, I need to, like, man up. That's fire. So, that's kind of what kind of pushes me. It kind of taught you, that, right? <laughs> they say the alcoholic dad will teach you what to do and what not to do right it, it'll, yeah. it, you can see the differences in some people you know who you want to be like or who you don't want to be like and so and you know it's crazy it's funny you bring that up because some people same analogy alcoholic dad some people go say well my dad was an alcoholic I'm an alcoholic my grandpa's an alcoholic so mm. therefore I am but do you have to be that no, no. you can be the opposite you can mm. decide to say, you know what I'm not into this alcohol I'm not into this that's awesome that you and it's yeah. good that you see that so then your direction where did you end up going like so you were going kind of like sideways a little bit maybe off the beaten path the way that so, she's supposed to go? Yeah, clearly off the beaten path a little bit when I was younger. All my friends, in fact, my mom was smart. My mom, she put me in Jefferson for two years and she's like, all your friends will drop out, which most of them all, they, they drop out. Wow. And then went to Lato for two years because they were all dropped out. <laughs> Yo, your mom was a mind reader. She, she was smart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she, she, you know, she knew the neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she knew mm -hmm. the neighborhood we were in. What part of Tampa were you from? Town and country. Town and country. Town and country. To see that. How was town and country back then? I would probably say it wasn't the best thing, but I think that most of the problems came from us mm. <laughs> you know so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't want to blame my environment because we were the, the environment you know mm. what I'm saying our, our friends and things that we thought were cool and you know when you grow up and you don't have much money mm -hmm. my mom's a hard-working mom sometimes you get into things you don't want to get into or you crush it you think that those are things you want to get into mm. come up, and then later on in life you, you, you know like, you know this is not it it's, it's not um, the move man <laughs> it's not the move and so grew up mom raising you you had a good stepdad is a good influence phenomenal stepdad awesome. I mean, that he came in my life when I was nine years old you know, I remember he taught me how to play baseball. He was always there for me. So he was a very strong father figure. Mm. And I call him Papa. In fact, my parents live with me now in my house now. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's good that you're able to give back to them, right? Yeah. For sure. It feels great, man. That's awesome, man. And, so, and then, so you end up going to Lato High School. Go kind of get in a weird situation. Went to Jefferson first, then went to yeah. Lato. You graduated. Yeah, so I graduated. And then I started working. And I, I kind of give you a backstory. Mm. I started working four or five jobs, you know, because I have minimum three jobs every time. Mm. You know, I worked at service merchandise. I did side things. I did a whole bunch of things, you know, because we had a newborn, right? right? I remember working at Search Merchandise, and this is kind of what got me into this whole entrepreneur thing, mm. is I started working there, and, and I really liked the business side of things. And I was going, and in fact, I was training other people that were coming in. I was doing all these things. 
I was opening the store at five in the morning when I didn't have school. Mm. And then I remember sitting with the head manager, which is the store manager. Right. And he would tell me, hey, we're going to promote you, we're going to make you a store manager, whatever. It got me all excited, right? As a young kid, you know, we have really nothing. That's a big deal, right? Right. And then come to find out, I trained my next manager. And then I said, hey, you know, what's going on? I heard you guys get the guy that promotion as a manager. They're like, you know what? You're too young. Nobody's going to listen to you. I said, wow, that's there's that. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's a... There's that. Uh -huh. That's a in the face. So I actually left there and I went to a 10 minute federal credit union. Mm. And uh, 10 minute federal credit union, it was, again, I, I was working at a branch in uh, Tyler Country. Mm -hmm. I was getting these awards every single month. It's called Pi. And I was like cross-selling, I was doing all these things. And then they were taking me to different branches for I can cross-train other people how to be more efficient and how to cross-sell products. Mm. And again, 19 years old, they, uh, 19, 20 years old at this time. Hustler. Thank you, man. Mm -hmm. and so they put me to a place in uh, off Nebraska and the lady who was supposed to train me as a manager wasn't training me as a manager. So I was going, and again, this is how I learned about corporate hierarchy. And I would go over her head, I'm like, hey, you know, so-and-so is not teaching me how to do this, so-and-so. So then she would get in trouble, and then, you know, I, nothing was happening. So I kept going over and over and over their head. I ended up going to the CEO of Timber for the Credit Union. Mm. And this lady hated me, bro. The CEO? No. Oh, the manager. The manager was supposed to train me. Yeah, yeah. Because I kept, you know, so she would go through my files, throw stuff on the floor, and, and like, my remember my reps, like, the my customers were like, hey, what's up with this girl? <laughs> the Michelle. What's up, Michelle? <laughs> And then like she's like this all day long, just making your life miserable. Oh, it was horrible. One year quick. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, I tell the story at a time, but uh, she tripped one day. I I caught her before she hit the floor, and then I took because I grabbed her. I got sexual harassment because I touched her before she hit the floor. All right. What? It was insane, bro. And you should have just let her just fall. I know that's what I. Should. <laughs> but you being good, <clears throat> right? making sure to somebody, and then they give you a sexual harassment charge. Yo, it's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. And then one day I clocked out. I was gonna to go to lunch. Customer came up. I started helping the customer. When I was done with the customer, then I went to lunch because I ended up having the, you know meeting with the customer prior to right. Yeah. So then she's like, "Oh, you're falsifying time. You're doing all this other stuff." So they actually they let me go. Wow. They said they said, "Listen, we know that you're not wrong. However, this lady is like daily trying to hit hit you know hit you up." Yeah. You know, in a good way. I'm glad that this happened to me because I started telling my wife, and again, we have a young child at this, maybe one years old, a few months old, something like that. Mm. She's like, uh, "I'm like, what am I gonna do, right? Like, this was my." job i thought i was going to be like working at the bank right yeah and, and institutionalized right <laughs> and uh so she's like why don't you go to school you know to be a massage therapist because i met a chiropractor i like because i was in a car accident mm. and i was going to go to new york to go to school new york chiropractic school wow she's like you met one guy he's a cool guy now you want to uproot us and go to new jersey and i'm like she's like you should do massage therapy and i said ah, that's gay i don't want to touch people i don't i don't know about all that you know, get ignorant itself, right? right? Not having an idea what I'm thinking someplace off Kennedy Avenue. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm not trying to do all that. Right, 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 right. She talked me into it as any good woman would. Uh -huh. right? I went to massage therapy school, and then with a few months, uh, when I graduated massage therapy school, I was working at a clinic, and with a few months, I was already seeing how they operate, and I was like, I like the business side. So as I was working there, I was buying equipment from places that were closing. I was going and flipping furniture. Because back in the days, we didn't have social media, right? Right, right, right. It's not prevalent. Yeah, not, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> like they, they didn't have what we have today. Of course not. Yeah. Right. So I was actually buying dividers. One of my mom's old job, Jim Walters. Mm. They were closing down, and they were selling. I bought tons of dividers and desks. Wow. And I was looking for places that were get rid of get rid of furniture, mm -hmm. and I was flipping those furniture on on the flyer. Man.
Oh, like, the flat, yeah, 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 yeah. The flat, right? Yeah. And I was able to save up to $10,000 doing that. Wow. Yeah, bro, it was crazy. And I opened up the first clinic, August of 2000, as a massage therapist. And then I brought on doctors. Well, I had to, there's a more of a story to that, but I ended up bringing on doctors and therapists. And, and of course, I didn't want to keep doing therapy. But, you know, I had MDs, I had chiros, I had massage therapists, uh, acupuncturists, uh, neuro. Wow. Yeah, so I did that for 13 years. You So you literally opened up your own place? Uh, my own doctor's office. That's crazy. One. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, man. My daughter at this time was like two, two and a half, something like that. And you were fresh out of yeah, you were fresh I, out of school. Fresh out of school. I didn't have my, I didn't have an associate's. I didn't, I didn't have no college degree. In fact, Hustle. I actually went to go to college a couple years after, and I said, "Oh, I'm making more money than doctors make." Again, ignorant self. <laughs> Right. That's amazing, man. Okay, so now you're out there hustling. <clears throat> you got you opened up your own doctor's office, yeah. basically. Any type of all those things. You're you're now in the business world, right? Yeah. And now you're your own boss. You've given yourself the promotion. Yes. Yes. You write your own check. How, and you're writing the checks to other people too. And the doctors too, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How is that working for you now? Where, where's your mindset in that point in time? And what, what was your next move after that? When I had the doctor's office, I bought a gym, Pitbull Gym, a Slide Armenia. Oh, wow. And I used that for PT as well. Mm -hmm. And then it's crazy. This is like around 2008 or in 2008, we had the downfall. Right. I had a doctor that worked in my office that started doing some things he shouldn't be doing, mm. which caused a lot of problems that I had to go through and come to find out we weren't having a problem, but the insurance company cut me off for like a year. Wow. Huge problem. It's crazy. It's crazy. So the the gym I own, I you know, that was going, like when I bought it, it had less than 100 members, and I got it to like 300 members in the, in the first year. I had a street team out there. Hustling. You know, hustling. <laughs> People outside giving me two-week memberships. It's amazing. It's crazy, man. So I had that. And then I went to go sell that to somebody. They gave me $10,000 down. There's more to the store, but then they defaulted right away. Wow. So then to get it back, they basically milked me. They had a rider truck one day at 10 o'clock at night. They me all my equipment. It was a long extended thing. That's crazy. And the cops kept saying, no, this is a civil matter. We can't help you. And these people were taking the Robbing equipment. me, bro. In front of me. <laughs> Robbing me, bro. That's crazy. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. Thank God the cop finally stopped him from loading up my stuff in front of me. But the guy already made a couple trips. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we always got to go through something, right? We yeah. talk about youngest of the yacht club. They see the ship. They yeah. see the journey. But they don't see the waters you got to be in with the sharks and to get there, right? Bro, you have no idea. <laughs> So because of this civil matter, you know, me and my wife were talking. We're like, you know, what am I going to do if I had to get rid of the clinic and, you know, all this stuff? She's like, well, why don't you go to law school? I said, oh, that's a great idea because I jumped. And so I, I said, you know what? I went to HUC, USF. And so I started school at 31. Okay. So I lost, La you started law school at 31? No, I, I started school, period. School? Period. Like college? College. Wow. Yeah. And so you're probably the oldest person there. I was. It was so weird. <laughs> I was one of the oldest. One of the oldest. Right? There's older people too, right? Facts. And so right. you're seeing these people. You're in school. You're working. Are you still working at the time? You obviously have to provide for your family, right? Well, yeah, I sell the clinic. You still have the clinic? I sell the clinic. I ended up selling the gym. So You did sell the gym? I, well, I sold the gym. Well, I sold it in pieces, unfortunately. Man. The clinic, there's some laws changing. They were the doctors of the corporation. It got pretty crazy with the law changes. Wow. Um, and then I, when I went to USF, I opened up a marketing company. I sold ads to doctors and attorneys. What? And I had a <laughs> you sold team. ads? Yeah, like I, I made a book. It's a college resource guide. And I made books for attorneys. Wow. And, I, and they had street team handing out books. And I sold ads in the books. That's crazy. And hustler, guys. Yeah. Yo, Eddie Reyes, the hustler. Like, you gotta, you gotta see this. Man, you got an amazing story, man. Bro, it was a lot of work, bro. So you're in HCC, Hillsborough Community College. Yeah. You said you had to go to, you had to go to, you went to HCC? And then USF. And then USF. And then I went to law school. So how long was that process? And then were there days where you thought, 
Like, why am I doing that? Oh, bro, all the time. It was like seven years. I called like a jail sentence. That's how mm. it go. Because mm. um, it was hard. But, you know, I didn't tell a lot of people about law school. In fact, in fact, a lot of people, only if you knew me well, knew my, my end game, right? And the reason why, because I didn't want people to, because everybody's like, oh, you know, when, when you finish law school, there's law school. Everybody started, in fact, a few people that did tell, beside my drug family, they're like, that's crazy. You know, you know, why would you do that? You'll never make it. Like, they were doubters, right? Right. They're putting that bad juju on it, huh? Yeah. Well, because it's it's hard, right? And they're like, oh, law school is really hard. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to lie, it was hard. But right. You know what? That pushes me to do better. That, yeah, because you, better. Cause you know those people could never do it themselves, so they're nice. putting their fears on you. Yeah. And then when you're doing it, they're looking at it like, oh, man, he... I could never do it, so Eddie can't do it. Well, and you know, one thing I do well is I play the dumb card all the time, and I love that because I'm like, wow, really? Tell me more. And I do that all the time, and they're like, oh, he's not, he's stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And I love that because they want people give me more information, and two, they doubt you. Yeah. And then when you come up, they're like, damn, I didn't see that coming. Right. And, and it makes the come up, the glow up just so that much better. It really does, bro. I love that. I'm the same way, man. You know, you can't tell everybody <clears throat> your stuff, but it's true. I, I try to play dumb cards as well because all the things that they're telling they're telling you all the obstacles they're of telling course. you all the things man yeah. that's awesome you went seven years you still had the clinic you, you started selling the ads so and then i got rid of the clinic i sold that as well and then when i got to law school it was harder than i thought mm. and then i reactivated a real estate broker's license that i had mm. you got your real estate license oh i have tons of license bro. okay <laughs> there, there, there's a lot more to that story i was gonna open up a state farm agency and i got all these like Real estate, mortgage broker, uh, life insurance, 220, 215. Wow. Uh, tons of everything. Everything. And because I was going to open up a state farm agency. Right. And then they said I had to close the clinic. I get it. Why? <laughs> why, 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 why? Well, because I do personal injury. <laughs> ah, yes. You about to funnel them all through. <laughs> it, it, it made the most logical sense. I'm right. Like, Listen, I can't the state farm agency. My wife owns a clinic. And we, you know, make, you yeah. know, if you haven't listened, you got a car accident, I got you. I got you. Right? And uh, unfortunately, they didn't see it that way. Yeah, no, the, the, the states and the legislation, right? I get it. The bar. I get it. I get it. So you, you graduated law school. <laughs> yeah. That had to be a crazy feeling. Oh, man. That was the most exciting and nerve-wracking. Anybody that's going through law school understands this 100%. Like, it's right. the hardest thing you can possibly do. And the bar is the hardest test you can possibly take. Crazy. I took the bar, and I missed the first time by one point. I passed part of it. I missed the, one, the second part by one point. Wow. And the reason why, because instead of me doing what I said I was going to do, right before you take a, a huge test like that, yep. you need to free your mind. You need to, like, not relax. relax. And the first day, you know, I... Like two days before the bar, I played golf, I got a massage, I did all these things. I felt ready. Right. The first day, killed it. Second day, I let one of my boys get in my head. He's like, oh, bro, did you get this? And I'm like, oh, shit, did I get this? I don't know. And now you start. <clears throat> and then I started studying, and then I didn't sleep. And the bar's 12 hours. Oh, yeah, so it's like a... It's so like it's a, hard. So it's six hours one day, six hours the next day. It's like a grueling exam. Oh, it's difficult, man. So let, let this dude get in my head, bro. And he ended up taking the ball like six times. I shouldn't even let him get in my head. You should have played dumb. Like, yeah. I should have like, used that. Like, yeah. Tell oh. me more. <laughs> so when I took the ball the second time, no problem. Passed it. No, no worries. Uh-huh. And then I actually, I remember getting the results of the bar. It makes you want to cry, bro. One point. One point. Yeah. yeah. It makes you want to cry. Like, it's, it's crazy. My wife uh, took the, uh, she took the real estate exam, which is nothing like that. But, you know, she missed it by one point as well. Oh, and she, yeah, she was crying. I was like, look, don't worry. You're almost there. I'm yeah. trying to be positive. She's like, I don't want to hear that. Right. You don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> the, the 
stupid stuff that I've had to do yeah. to do this. You know the thing about the real estate exam, there's the stupidest thing in the world. They teach you it's mostly laws. Mm. But you don't even use the laws as a real estate agent. Like, because they tell you, it, it's like that, that devil's advocate. Have you seen devil's advocate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can touch, but you can't, you know. You can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It's the same idea. Like, they're like, hey, uh, I need you to learn all the laws, but you can't talk about the laws. In fact, <laughs> if you bring about the laws, you may get sued because you're acting like a, a lawyer now. That's crazy. It's the dumbest thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Yeah, she, yeah. My wife said the same thing. She, not, you know, she recently now, she's working in a brokerage firm. Yeah. And she says, like, oh, I don't even use any of this stuff. Like, yeah. So, let me ask your question you graduated you pat you did pass the bar how many times it took you one time the second time you passed the second it? time the first one passed half right the six hour the uh the florida part oh, okay and then the nba i missed about one point in fact my my score was high but they scale you down and your my raw score was off by one point wow and so you <clears> passed <throat> it the second time what happened after that did you go work for yourself or did you start working for somebody else? So while I was in law school, I figured because I was doing real estate a lot mm -hmm. at that time, I was like, how are people going to transition from real estate to me being a lawyer? Right. So I started doing this show called Morning with Ray. It's like a Facebook Live every day. Fire. And I and I did it every day. And now I have themes like Motivation Monday, uh, you know, Legal Tip Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, like uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. But at the time, I would have different things that I would talk about every day. Right. And I was getting personal branding. Right. And the, and the idea is like, if I got personal branding, when I do graduate law school, people would be like, I like Eddie uh, as, you know, as himself. Yeah. So therefore, I'm going to follow him where he goes. Right. So when I, I already had quite a bit of a following, which was kind of cool. So when I posted on social media, hey, I just passed the bar. A lot of people didn't know I passed the bar. Tons of messages. Like, Tons of messages. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. You took the bar? How the hell? Yeah. You know, <laughs> what you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Time I thought I was chilling home watching TV. That's right, that's when. Exactly. Yeah. So one of those messages, somebody said, "Hey, bro, I have a, a client for you. you. Want to take a client?" I'm like, yeah, I'll take a client. Right off the rip. Bro, the same day. Wow. So I actually had to call the bar. I had to get the old fax to me. I had to go to one of my boys' office, another law firm. Yeah. He had a notary thing. I had to send it back. I signed up that client three days from finding up at the bar three days later. And in those three days, I made a website. I ordered business cards. I made letterhead. I stopped at Chick-fil-A on the way to sign her up to put all the forms in my name into the firm's name. Wow. I operated myself. The one off of Waters? Oh, which one? Which Chick-fil-A did you stop at? No, uh, this was going towards St. Pete. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Water. Water. Okay. Okay. I was like, yo, he stopped. Uh, and then the lady's like, well, why should I hire you? And I'm like, well, when I've owned the clinic for 13 years, and you know what? As a new lawyer, you know, I'm going to fight for you because I have something to prove. Mm. And, I, and she's like, you know what? I, you're hired. I, I like you. Wow. And we got a good settlement for her. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you won. You got a good settlement? No. So and then like the next day, it was like crazy, like the momentum. The next day, I got another client. The next day, I got another client. I signed up 286 clients the first year. Wow. It was crazy, bro. Did you feel like you finally found like your calling, your purpose? Or did you, you feel like you said it earlier before, you know, backstage, hey, if you could do it any differently would you have no I, in fact I, you know what through the trials and tribulations bro what i've learned is as long as you learn from it because mm -hmm. some people they hit their head and they're like oh i like the way that feels this <laughs> right? so as long as you learn from your mistakes right and i'm not gonna say i've learned from every mistakes but mm -hmm. i'm saying like as long as you take that as, as like you know what let me not do that again well let me do that differently this time right then you wouldn't want to change nothing no that's that's amazing and <clears throat> i mean although the guy's stealing your stuff out of your gym in front of you well did so you learn something i learned that the hood eddie didn't come out that day, <laughs> he did he? but it almost came out. <laughs> Ooh, boy, yeah, boy. Hey. Uh, 
I, I was like ready. Like, ready. Yeah. But you know, I was already doing well and I'm like, you know what? It's good and bad. Mm. When you make a certain amount of money or a certain type of lifestyle, you start thinking, is this worth doing? Mm. And before I was like, I have nothing else to lose. Right. People that have nothing to lose are the most dangerous people in the world. Yeah, for sure, because they ain't got nothing to lose. lose. Right? Yeah. They're well, desperate. They're desperate, man. But when you have something to lose, you're like, you know what? This ain't worth it. Yeah. But what that taught me is, because it was like ongoing joke with my wife, like, it's a civil matter. It's a civil matter. I'm like, you know what? I want to be a civil lawyer. Wow. Did you? And is that where you are now? Yeah. Wow. What kind of law? So what, civil litigation. Civil litigation. What other? You said business as well, right? Business. Yeah, which is all civil. Okay. So in civil, we, you know, we primarily do personal injury, serious personal injury. And it kind of works because I've had the clinic for 13 years doing personal injury. Right. So we saw thousands of people with, on a daily on the daily right for their accidents and their injuries. So we I know the healthcare side which Very helps well. tremendously with the the legal side. Wow. And now we're pivoting to add business law. That's amazing. So, That's amazing. So business law as far as like employment issues. Yeah, yeah. So like employment litigation, incorporation, asset protection. You know, we can set up trust, articles of incorporation, Beautiful. units, corporate counsel, things like that. Awesome. What's the name of your law firm? The Reyes Firm. The Reyes Firm. Fire. Yeah. I, and we always try to do this, especially in Young the Yacht Club. We want to give our viewers a piece of advice. Like you said, the hood, Eddie. If you could tell your past self, if Eddie Reyes right now yeah. could tell your past self <laughs> one piece of advice, what would that be? There's no shortcuts, man. Somebody that decides that, you know what, let me break into cars, let me sell drugs, let me do all this stuff. They think that they're going to get that quick dollar. But at the end of the day, if you're locked up, you have to pay that back. If you get <laughs> attorneys are expensive. There's no shortcuts at all in life, in success. Success, you got to put the work in in legal work mm. and also be persistent persistence can take you you don't have to be the smartest person in the room in fact if you're the smartest person in the room then you made a mistake yeah. you're in the wrong room mm, mm. You know? tell them tell them so i mean but persistence is key man that's it that's one of the biggest things now that you're where you're at what's next for Eddie Ray? man I'm really big into scaling stuff now so like at this moment I'm part of like the Tampa Chamber I'm part of this accelerator program I just applied for something with Stanford it's an Ivy school in, uh, in, in Cali uh, California yeah you know I'll see if I get approved for that and that's going to be a, uh, a scaling program a business scaling program so my mindset is to scale the firm scale the firm and, and then bring my wife my wife and my daughter are both in law school as well wow and they graduate soon really like so you turn the whole fit, the Reyes firm look Legit, like yeah. I'm gonna have to put like a three R three, you know. Hey. Yeah, like math. You know? Did you ever see that coming? Like, did you ever? No, I didn't. I didn't because, like, we're you know we're look at, as Hispanics, and I and I say this for I mean most Hispanics, we're used to making money and buying stuff, like buying stuff. Hey, let me buy this car. Let me buy this. Let me buy that. Or showing off. Let me show you that I got money, but you're broke as hell, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a limiting factor in our minds. Like, we get money, we want to spend it. So no, I mean I I can say when I had the clinic, I was making money for the first couple of years. I was rich mm -hmm. I bought tons of stuff mm -hmm. that I didn't need right when did you realize that that needed to change bro when the money stops when the markets are changing the money stop and I started losing you know the worst thing about not having nothing when you don't have nothing you don't know that you don't you don't know how that feels but when you have when you don't have something and then you have stuff and then it gets taken away it's more painful than when you never had it yeah because yeah, you got it you're like you got it. you're like and it felt good it felt nice to go to these nice restaurants it felt nice to buy those clothes mm. I got a little bit crazy with it, you know, I mean, it, I said, you know what, that stuff is not as important than experiences with your family, right. experiences with loved ones and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what age that, did you learn that? I would probably say late 20s, man. Yeah. Late, late 20s. It took a minute because like at first it was just the money was coming in and coming in. I was like, oh, this is crazy. It it's, it's big because I feel like, especially in my life, right? 
I've had to get it all and then lose it. Oh, it's painful. And then it, teaches you. it does teach you, right? You t- we talk about those teaching yeah. moments and the humbling moments, right? Oh, super humbling. I always use the analogy, but I'm like a basketball, right? Yeah. As long as there's air in me, I can bounce back three True. times as hard, right? Yeah. But then you... If you lose it again, right? Or for, like you said, the markets change or some type of government regulations or something like that. Right. Changes or inflation or inflation can erase 40% of the margins. Now you're like, hold up, where is this going? And then your lifestyle starts changing. Yeah. Being able to adapt, right? I mean, Eddie Reyes is the prime example of being able to adapt, right? It's not easy, man. I'm like a lot. Like when you're pivoting, when you're changing, the only positive thing I can say that happens from you losing stuff is that when you have no money, whatever you start thinking super clear you're like what do i need to do to to make this happen right i mean saying that when you don't have money when you're in a good place with your family and stuff like that right you're not like yeah not hood rich now when you're in the hood or when you're you're desperate or in your poverty right yeah you know this is more like things are going down once you can refocus yourself and say you know what what do i need to do how can i think smarter do i need all these things or what can i do more with less Mm. yeah you become more resourceful a lot more yeah, it's yeah. Like I have no much. If I have five dollars, I need to figure out how to make ten out of the five. You know what's crazy is I, I literally <clears throat> before you got here, I was literally talking about the podcast about how to be. You know, when you have the money coming in, you feel like you can buy anything. relationships, you can buy anything. Yeah. You could, and then when you start realizing that you have to become more resourceful and do more with yeah. less, it's almost more powerful. It's more powerful. Yeah, it's a reality check. That's yeah, sure. yeah. It's like okay, I'm I won't settle for less than this because I can do this. Yeah. Right, and then you. Start start figuring ways to be creative like you said a little bit more clear a little bit more creative so you're you're pivoting you're going you're moving the business a little bit more your your family you've turned your whole family into lawyers yeah yeah oh my youngest daughter wants to be a doctor which is i'm very happy about that that's awesome yeah i'm very happy about that that's so you have how many two daughters two daughters so one's gonna be a lawyer one's gonna be a doctor yeah man dude you're just creating and bro, and I'm happy well, because you know, in, in our culture, you know, at least in my my family, For you sure. know, hardworking parents, you know, they work, they're used to the, you know, clock in, clock out, just make a steady income and you know, stay stay below. You know? Right, yeah. Like the, don't make too much noise. Don't make too much stay below the radar. Stay below yeah. The radar, just right. keep working and you'll live okay life. You know? <laughs> What is the kind of lifestyle that Eddie Reyes lives? You know what? When I first opened up the business, I didn't take vacation. I do a lot of things. And I realized that was bad thinking of from on my part. You mm-hmm. know, now I enjoy that we can go out on vacations. We can actually do stuff. I'm not worried about like, I can go to like, you know, any restaurant. I can go to wherever I want. But I'm more focused on experiences now. Like mm-hmm. still put the work in. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm working even sometimes I'm there. Right. And my family's used to it already. Right. But they understand. But before I didn't take vacation. So I want to be able to say, you know what? I was able to spend some time with my family. I was like, I got like something to bring my mom and my dad in my house. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Right. I can do things that I couldn't do before, but now I can, you know, host parties with loved ones and stuff like that. It's not about buying the nice, expensive things. Yes, I have some of those things as well. But before it's all about that, not about the experiences. Before it's all materialistic. Now it's about living the best life with the people I love. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Is there anything that you can leave, one gem that you can leave our viewers with that you would, you know, be persistent or no shortcuts? One more. I really think that be who you are. Don't try to be somebody else because everybody tries it. They see somebody else like, I want to be like that person. Be you because you are special and people are going to like you no matter what your personality is because it's you. Be authentic to yourself and people will follow. Fire. You've been listening to the ER Room. To contact the firm, call 833-4-BAD-DAY. 
Find them on Instagram and Facebook at The Reyes Firm. Reach out to Edward on Instagram and Facebook at Edward Reyes and on YouTube at Attorney Edward Reyes. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time on The ER Room. <laughs>